What is up, everybody? Sean Sheehan here for Shardog.com, joined today by the Welsh gangster, Oban Elliott, uh, who takes on Matters Flaminas at Cage Warriors 131 coming up here. And if you don't know about it, if you're just your first time uh, looking at him, first time going to be watching him fighting the next guy. The next guy coming through. You've seen your Ian Garys, you've seen your Paddy Plimblitz and all of that. Oban Elliott's the next guy. Oban, how are you today? I'm very, uh, very happy you're joining me. Very kind words, mate. The next guy. That sounds good to me, mate. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. Do you think you are the next guy? Like, we've, we've seen it down through the years, you know, from Hardy and Bisping to McGregor to, to Paddy Pimblett to, to Ian yeah. Gary and all. Do you, do you think that's you? Do you think you are the next guy uh, in that line? I don't know if I'm the next guy. I think I'm the guy. Like How that. does that sound? <laughs> I like that. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> I've been around for I've been around for a few years, mate. I've had I've had um some ups and downs out of my control, but uh, make no mistake, I've 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 kept my mind sharp, and I, I'm I'm looking forward to going on that trajectory now. Um, the the stars will align, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So let's let's get into that straight away, I suppose, because uh, you had a heart issue a while back, and you know, forced you to retire. You put out the the statement, and I was, you know, I think a lot of people were, were very very disappointed because we'd we'd seen you in your first couple of fights in cage wires, and were like very impressed, you know, t talking about prospects coming through, and you were always at the top of that list. What what happened there that forced you to retire, and how how did you manage to to get back to the fighting? Yeah, so um, if I can uh, try and tell you this in the most quick way, I basically, um, it's something I was born with. It's, a heart, uh, any heart, it's got a heart arrhythmia. Uh, I don't know if you follow your football, uh, Sergio Aguero just got diagnosed with it. Yeah. Um, uh, and you know where you come off the pitch with breathing issues and heart, and heart problems in general. Um, but with me, uh, I obviously got, it, it got diagnosed for me shortly after when I last fought at lightweight and it never got picked up before. So it was a massive shock. It was devastating. Um, but it was one of them things. Uh, I got diagnosed. I got booked in for heart surgery. Uh, they told me the surgery can go one or two ways. You could end up with a pacemaker. So it was like, uh, I kind of had to forget about uh, fight. I never did forget about fighting, but I did essentially have to forget about it. Um, for the time being, I got uh, put under a lot of tests before the surgery was um, carried out. But as they put me through these tests, because I was cutting so much weight to lightweight, uh, it turns out um, that the difference in my scans, the, the ECGs I was getting, like just after when the heart uh, condition got picked up, my ECG was a lot more um, apparent. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, I think it was like two or three months later, my ECG where I was at my natural weight around eight, 86 kilos or whatever. Um, it was minimal kind of thing. Like it, you could still see it. It's still there. The heart arrhythmia is still there, but the te I had a, a Nova core monitor attached for a couple of weeks and they picked up the uh, signals that were alarming, but it was a lot more, a lot less severe. And then I went through back and forth with doctors. Um, it was I was talking to Dan Hardy a lot. Shout out to Dan Hardy because he really did lend his support to me in that time. Um, like I'm a massive, massive amount of love for Dan Hardy for that. Uh, and then eventually I got the clearance. I got the all clear, and we went back through for safe MMA, and I got cleared Feb start of February this year. And then I got straight into a fight then, and uh, and it was like I never left. Um, I was still training in that time, obviously. It was a massive 
I don't know what we're like we're swearing on here. It was it was a head fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got through it. Thank God. Thank God I got through it, and it's made me a lot, a lot more mature and stronger for for sure. Mm-hmm. How, how like how did you feel when you came back? Because obviously you know safe MMA has. If anyone doesn't follow the the UK and Irish scene, they have done like gone over and above, I suppose, in the last few years, especially in here in Ireland since the death of Joe Carvalho and things like that. The the test, the brain and scans and the heart test have just gone like over and above and it's it's a good thing and they found something like that. So, you know, to help you even get better. How so like you I don't think questioning like the, the comeback or anything like that is is worth too, but how uh, how did you feel when you got that word that you could come back, that you could fight again? Because like even like Dan Hardy, who and, and maybe I'll, I'll ask you again about him in a second, but he he's a guy who who did similar things to you, and he for himself he got the the note saying that he could fight again. Yet the UFC wouldn't book him. You know, it mm. it would have been you know it's it's not easy just getting that all clear and saying I'm coming back. It's for someone to to bring you back and for KJRs to bring you back. How did that feel when you got the word that they were going to bring you back and that you could fight again? Yeah, yeah, I was at work. I remember it. I was at work. I got an email off um, uh, the heart surgeon that I was going to be uh, seeing to have heart surgery with. And they pulled me out of surgery and said that there was no, it wasn't serious enough to, to send me in. So I was absolutely over the moon. I didn't want heart because I never faced like, uh, there, nothing ever bothered me in my life. I didn't want surgery yet. I was like, ah, oh, because the thought of having a pacemaker, I was just like, man, I'm 20. Well, I was 22 at the time, 23. Um, but then when obviously I was back and forth, uh, Ian Dean, very, very supportive of me, very supportive of me the whole time, back and forth from Safe MMA. And then as soon as I got cleared, I got matched. They, they literally, as soon as they found, Cage Royals, as soon as they found out I got cleared, they were straight away matched on one of the trilogy cars, which obviously you know as, as uh, a, one of the top journalists of the sport, they're like, like rocking all shit to get on kind of thing. It's a very, you know what I mean? Straight away, they put me on the card. No questions asked. Five weeks out, I'm on, I'm in. So massive love for Cage Rise and, and, and the team there because they, they stuck with me. As you say, I was one of them prospects, prospects, prospects. Then all of a sudden, bang, like what? Yeah. But now I'm back and there we are. So, was and they any... stuck with me the whole time. They haven't fared. Was there any like... Was there any thoughts in your head that I kind of don't want to come back? Like, it might, it might be a bit dangerous. Maybe something will happen. You know, we all saw Christian Eriksen, you know, in the, in the yeah. summer, what happened to him and things like that. Was there any thoughts like that in your head? All the way through up until I got uh, the pre-fight medical and everything looked good. It looked a lot better than it did before. That's all I'll say. So then my anxiety disappeared when they do the pre-fight checkup and you go back into the locker room. I was just a happy man then. Because I didn't know... I, for all I knew, I could have gone into that fight with McManus and, and fell apart again. I didn't know. I had no idea. I, there, there, there was only one way to find out, and that was fucking do it. And then, um, yeah, the anxiety was there up until they sent me back in the locker room to fight, and then I was like, I'm home. Daddy's home. That's all I was thinking. And I was waiting to walk out. And that song, Fucking in the Bushes by Oasis, I was waiting to walk out and you wait for the drop. I just, just skipped it all and fucking just marched to the cage. I was that excited to be like there. Edgar style. <laughs> yeah, just together, yeah. straight in. Straight in. I walked back and forth and I put a face and I went, 
nah, fuck it, I'm I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> was was that something that Dan Hardy kind of helped you with as well? I know I was I was actually talking to Brad Wart last night, and he was saying that you came over to Dan Hardy after your fight, and you you thanked him. Obviously, he was cage side. Was that something yeah. he, he helped you with? Just the, the mindset as well as everything else because going through the mindset, one million percent. Because it's like it's the, I've looked up to Dan Hardy like since I was little, since I was a little kid. Of course, I have a UK MMA guy. Um, he's he was one of the Emma Bisping, one of the trailblazers. So it was um for him to support like to to support me. Uh Leila Anna Lee gave me his his number and she asked me if it was okay to speak to then he supported me. That helped my mindset because I was like, right, okay, because obviously I'm looking at the fucking media while I'm out. And um not that it means too much, but no one's talking about me, no one cares about me anymore. This game moves on quick, it's a cutthroat business. And I'm fully, fully understanding of the, how cutthroat it is. So it was like, shit, Dan Hardy's like, and, you know, of course, he's, he's, he is an idol of mine. Of course, of course he is. I, I, I'm not going to, you know, I speak to him in a different manner to that. But he, of course he knows I'm an idol of mine. He's an idol to, to most people on, on the way up. You know, we all see his fight. He's challenged uh, George St. Pierre for, for the bout, the greatest of all time, things like that, you know. So for him to, to bat me the whole time, I was walking back and forth about to walk out and I seen him on the desk and he looked at me and he was bobbing his head to the song. And I was like, fuck, he even knows the song. So that just inspired <laughs> me to go on again. And I seen my family in the top row and I was just like, and then damn, just enjoying my moment as well. I thought, mate, I am blessed here. I felt blessed before and during, uh, before that fight. As I felt as blessed before that fight as I did after, genuinely. And you know you mentioned your family there, and I, I get off the negative stuff in a minute, I promise. But you're you're it's fine, mate. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I know your your father passed away when you were young as well, and he was a boxer. Yeah. I saw a picture you you would put up with. You know, what was it him throwing the left hand and you throwing the right hand and stuff? Yeah, like, yeah. Is is that something that's like it's been an inspiration to you to kind of follow in his footsteps? Okay, in a different sort of fighting, but in that and like how how tough must it have been? Like if you know, usually when your father is in is in combat sports, they bring you up or in your corner and stuff like that. How tough yeah. has it been to kind of come up that way? It was. I'll, t I'll tell you, it, it's been. I never liked fighting in the sense like I was a quite a soft kid, but my like my mother and father between them. But obviously, my dad was the fighting guy. My mother's like she, she didn't say about put the gloves on. My dad, my dad did, you know. So for, but when I lost him, it was between me and my brother and my mother. It was like, well, whether you like it or not, we're going to keep going now because that's what you would have wanted. We're going to keep training because I would have, I was like, why can't I play football? I'm, I'm going to Taekwondo and kickboxing and judo. Why can't I play football? I want to play football. So for, for me to get, um, as soon as I, to time you made them custom shorts because the shorts I wear are the same, um, as his shorts that he wore when he boxed, same design. And Tatami, and I was wearing these dethroned shorts sponsored by Tatami. And Tatami went, we're like kicking off saying, you can't wear these dethroned shorts. But I said, but I'm only going to wear shorts, the same similar uh, style shorts to what my dad wore in honor of my dad. So they custom made me the shorts, even with a Welsh flag at the bottom. So it's no secret. It's in honor of my dad, this, this, this fight game. This fight game is in honor, in honor of my dad. Um, we see... Jack Shaw and Richard Shaw, and I, that I, they, I train with them. Jack's Tank's one of my best mates. Shaky's like a father figure to me now, but things go through my head when I'm looking at Tank and Shaky on the mat, and it breaks my heart. Even just on a random day, I look at it and I think, "Fuck, I'll never get that." And I got to see that every day. Um, it's just a massive. All of it is just a massive tribute to him, and it always it always will be. And it's in, in, I find it's empowering. 
Because I look at some guy I'm fighting uh, opposite me, and I'm like, "You haven't seen the fucking things I've seen, mate." And and I've got I've got I've got my dad in my corner, and he's not here. But it's just a it's a different one. It's it might sound corny, it might sound cliche, but mate, a screw got knocked loose at some point in my life. And when I look at these boys I'm fighting, I just know I've got one up on them. On based on that alone, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. Like, I, I I actually lost my mother as well when I was a teenager. It's something. It's it's very hard to like it to understand and kind of uh, until you've been through it. I suppose is that something like that? Yeah. The fire it helps you burn the fire in in, in a weird way. Yeah. Every time I'm like, I don't. Every time I'm like, for fuck's sake, this 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 is. Dude, I don't want to. Something might annoy me about it, and I'm it 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 just. <laughs> sets me back straight remember why you do it and it sets me back straight i don't do this for fame car money i do it as a tribute um uh, and to make my family proud it, that really just it gives me a reality check every 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 cup every couple of weeks or whatever you know like like for example we talked about them freezing cold mornings i think before we went on the air that will i've got that will run through my head i'm like nah that, get up man i'm not trying to be corny about this this is just me being honest but i'm just like nah fucking get up while you're still alive and on this earth, get up and and, and chase the dream. That you, that, that, do you know what I'm, you yeah. know what I'm saying? 100%. That's the promise I've made to myself. I am not going to... Until while I've got a breath in my lung, I will, I will chase this dream. Right. End now, of. On, on a lighter note, Chael Sonnen. What's, yeah. the, what's the connection with Chael Sonnen? I know you're the, you're the Welsh gangster. He's the American gangster. <laughs> he was tweeting at you there the other day. What, what's the, were you just coming up in a big fan of Chael Sonnen? Or how did you get connected with Chael? Um, I was a massive, massive, massive fan. Uh, he, he is my favourite fighter of all time. Can you imagine... Can you imagine what it's like to be... What it was like to be me getting that tweet? I was a 14-year-old kid messaging him probably every day or tweeting him um, on the run-up to the Anderson rematch. And he re- sent me a DM saying, I was like, I'm going to be a fighter one day, Chael. I'm going to be a champ one day, Chael. And he texted me, good man, chase your dreams, pal. And I just kept the screenshot. It's still on my, t- it's still on my DMs now. And then uh, the next time I hear off him, I, I see he's liked something of Cage Warriors has put on. And then I've just, I thought, right, he's, while he's liked it, he might have his phone on his hand while he's on Twitter. I, I put the screenshot saying, Uncle Chael, I'm chasing the dreams. And then he replied, you know, so, mate. And um, he also flew me out to Westland, Oregon, and we and we sat and discussed um, the plans going forward. I'll, I'll let you, whether you think this is true or not, I'll leave that <laughs> up to you. But we, discussed, we sat down and we discussed what we need to do. Um, where where we're heading with this and uh yeah yeah the, the part-time uh finalist full-time manager chelsea <laughs> so, yeah, 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 yeah. and he manages me you know don't yeah. get it. he does help me as well of you know course. I mean? yeah yeah yeah, the, yeah. The legend himself. so you, you talked about you know the move from from lightweight up to welterweight and when you moved up and i saw the fight that you're fighting george mcmahon it's obviously you know george had fought ian gary so i knew him him pretty well when it was announced and the one thing about george is he's you know very big welterweight i like that when you coming up from lightweight it might have been a bit of an issue but it wasn't even looking at you you know lining up and everything like that when you got that fight, obviously with, with all we we spoken about before coming before it, then you had to move up and the move to a new weight. How how good did it feel afterwards when all the kind of the heart issues were behind you, and also like the issue of just moving up and weight, which is another huge one. Uh, how how fa- positive did you feel coming out of that fight? Yeah, it, it, I just felt like it, 
it was was it there was a lot of positivity mixed in with relief because when you they threw the name George McManus at me I'm like I'm like thinking ah. so they throw the biggest guy there that you you pick out of all of the welterweights you pick the biggest guy but you pick him it's like Ali George Foreman like I was thinking like Big George that's what I was saying in camp like Big George so and I know how good he is like he fought Ian Gary I know he lost but um I know how good George McManus is. Everybody knows how good George McManus is. I knew that was going to be an incredibly, incredibly tough fight. I, I, I treated that fight. Um, I, tr- I treated that fight like I do all my fights, but I trained very, I took him very, very seriously. Um, and to get that, th- I don't think it has sunk in the way that fight ended. It, it, it was, it was, it was mental, phenomenal, weren't it? Let's be, let's be real. Like, cause he is, really good he is he i'm gonna put the guy over here he is he is gonna go as far as he could go as far as he wants so um he's fought me and ian gary back to back he, he's a he's like look what, what at that like he's a, <laughs> yeah. he's a savage he's a savage he's a savage he says yes i'll fight i'll fight ian gary then a year out the ring yes i'll fight oban elliott yeah he, you know maybe maybe he thought that he, um if there was a time to get me it was it was it was then but uh you know, I don't know. I got nothing but great words to say about that guy. And and obviously the, the the next one, last couple of questions. Here, I really appreciate your time. Very good. Uh, you're obviously Mate, fighting. Take as long as you want. <laughs> you're obviously fighting, but I appreciate it. You're fighting matters. Flaminius coming up here at Cage Warriors one three one. And you know, t- to me, before we get into maybe the fight itself, uh, it was it's the standout fight on those two cards for me so far. You know, the lightweight title fight with Mehdi Ben Lakhtar is probably up there as well, but that's the fight I think that a lot of people are, are looking forward to, especially maybe in my side of the world as well, but not, no Irish guys on it yet anyway, maybe by the time this comes yeah, up there yeah. will be, but it's uh, it's one of the top fights. How, how are you feeling about that fight and being, like, I know we mentioned at the start of of this uh, interview, but kind of the, the poster boy coming through for Cage Wars, because there always has been one, and one will always emerge. And with a win yeah. here, you know, Madison Flaminas is a very, very good record. Do you feel like that yeah. is where you're going with a win here and with a big statement win, maybe even? A hundred percent. Um, I, I, again, I'm, I'm just all my focus is on Flaminas, and I'm going, I'm going through him like a Mack truck, like a hot knife through butter. That is my motivation, and um, yeah, again. He's a he's a great experienced guy. He's had a lot of fights. He's yeah, he holds a win over the the number one contender at lightweight, middleweight champion um, too, isn't he? Yeah. And he holds a win over the so he holds a win over both of them. Mm-hmm. So there we are. You just and I I found that out after I signed the fight. <laughs> Genuinely. So I was like, yeah, we'll fight the Latvian Express, the Latvian Express, and then I, I was um one of my mates Ollie said, oh yeah. He's beat this guy and this guy, and then the fight's getting. I was like, "Oh, well, fair play." So, um, I'm just looking forward to show. It's another chance to show uh, what I can do. I can't give you a prediction because I'll be too busy looking good. Mm. <laughs> I like that. Um, mm. Yeah, it's it, look. It's a tough fight. Obviously, eleven fights into his career, the most experienced guy you, you've ever fought. So it's it's a big one. In, you know, you don't need to. We don't need to talk up that fight. L- last question here, yeah. I want to ask you. Let's say we 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 have another interview in two years' time. What's it going to be like from this point to that point? We, you know, I've asked this question to you and Gary and all the lads down through the years. Where are they going yeah. to go? Plan out your trajectory. What do you want to do and where do you want to be in the next couple of years? In the next couple of years, um, I'll be lifting Cage Warriors gold and getting signed to the UFC. That's that. Um, 
give me a little bit, give me a, a clean run where I've, I've not broken this or my heart's not doing this or this or that's not happening. Give me a little clean run and, and um, I'll make it look like I'm walking on water the entire time. So I'll be, I'll be lifting that gold. I'll be going to, to that three-lettered organization and, and I'll be making my mark on the world. But again, as I said, none of that counts until I, I put an end to the Latvian Express in, I think, 17 days. The Latvian Express is going down. Much respect to him. Family man, great guy. I've come across him in the corridor. He's a nice guy. He's got, yeah, he shows great respect to his opponents, but he is going down. You know, uh, people talk about game plans, strategies. Uh, look, never piss off a gangster. I'll quote Chael Sonnen. I'm coming for him. I'm coming for the Latvian Express on the 10th. And whoever's next, I'm the guy. There's no champion in, in, the, in the division right now. Uh, we, we know how this game works with with uh, draws and uh, who sells the tickets, who watching the fights, uh, the poster boy. We know where it's going. So, Oh, Ben, I appreciate the time. I thought you were going to close down your laptop and me like Jill Son in there. <laughs> Can't you nah. I appreciate the time. Thank Can't you very move. much. Don't <laughs> uh, no worry, so, mate. It's great to, great to catch up with you finally, mate. You too. Everyone, yeah. uh, catch him. Uh, UFC Pipe Pass, Cage Warriors 131 coming up. Oh, Ben, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Sean. Top man.